Hello to you and welcome to the Richard Nichols podcast, the personal development podcast series that's here to help inspire, educate and motivate you to be the best you can be. I'm psychotherapist Richard Nichols and this is episode 158. It's titled Guilt and Shame and if you're ready, we'll start the show. First off, I want to give a big shout out to everyone that replied to my social media question the other Friday. For those of you that follow me on Twitter or Facebook, I asked if anyone had any specific topics that they'd like me to talk about. And although I ask that here quite regularly and get emails back when I do, it was really quite efficient to do it through social media, through Facebook and Twitter. I didn't ask on Instagram because... um, well, well, if you use Instagram, you'd know why. It's a picture-sharing social network, which is great for motivational quotes and gifts of someone dancing on a Friday morning, which is what I tend to do on Instagram. Apologies. But without an image to share, it's not quite as easy to connect with people as Twitter and Facebook are. Or maybe I'm using it wrong. I'm probably using it wrong. I'm a flipping dinosaur sometimes. But anyway, I had loads of responses, loads of private messages, and there were uh, quite a few common themes. Um, First of all, I didn't have a chance to reply to everything. Literally, it it, it was just inundated. There was was hundreds. And I, I did read every single one of them. It took me a day. But I did read every single comment, every single private and direct message. I did read every single one, even though I wasn't able to reply to them. But I did pick up that there were quite a few common themes. Some I'd covered before, and so I'll probably end up covering some of those things again. And some really very unique and specific issues. Some that I'm not so sure would be interesting to too many people, but we'll see. Uh, Listener Chris had an amusing suggestion concerning a very different sort of self-love, Chris. And its benefits as a method of improving well-being. But, um... That particular bedroom technique of self-love is quite specific to each person. This podcast series is probably not the best place to explore that, Chris, but there are plenty of explicit ones out there that do. But thanks anyway, and thanks for putting in my head that comedy song by Ivor Biggin. It was in there for most of the weekend. I'll let you Google that one if you don't know that song. I'm not going into it now. Anywho, one topic that did crop up repeatedly was the need to let go of guilt or shame. And I was surprised that I hadn't covered it before. And I had a quick look through back some of the uh, titles of the things that I'd, um, the previous episodes. I'm not sure that I'd specifically covered this. I know I've probably mentioned forgiving others for things from the past. And uh, I do think that in certain circumstances that's, that's very helpful. But what about forgiving ourselves? I think we need to look at that. Now, if we've hurt someone, then I think it's probably healthy to feel to a degree bad about it, to wish that we'd behaved differently and to want to make amends. But what isn't healthy is continually beating yourself up over it or to think of yourself as a bad person because of what happened. Feeling bad because you hurt someone is guilt. But feeling as if you're a bad person is shame and they're a bit different. Guilt you can do something with. You can learn from it. You can apologise. Make amends and move on. But shame? There's not really anywhere to go with that. And I think it's important that we recognise that good people can do bad things. Just like bad people can do good things. Hitler was a vegetarian who loved his dogs, but it doesn't offset what he did. It doesn't make him a good person. And that same process should work the opposite way around. Does a 
a good person become a bad person just because they cheated on their partner. Feeling guilty shouldn't affect our self-esteem. The value that we see in ourselves as a, as a human it doesn't always, but it can do. Whereas feeling shameful, that only harms our self-esteem. And there's no benefit from it. But maybe the self-esteem issue comes first. Maybe that's the reason why some people will feel guilt and some will feel shame. Look at it this way. If you think of yourself as a good person, but you do a bad thing, then it causes you to be disappointed in yourself because it goes against what you believe to be your true self. But if your self-esteem is low, then you might well think of yourself as a bad person in the first place. And so doing a bad thing makes you further ashamed of who you are, not just what you did, because it confirms what you already knew about yourself. That you're a piece of crap, pretending to be a nice person, and yet again you've been caught out. This belief about self can easily prevent you from being able to put things right, because you might feel that you don't deserve to feel anything other than ashamed. You don't deserve good things to happen to you, which can soon turn into self-destructive or self-sabotaging behaviour, and it's really worth acknowledging. So that you can look at what makes you tick, without needing to spend a load of money on a psychoanalyst. Not that I've got a, an issue in that, please do that if you can afford it, but... Guilt and shame need dealing with in slightly different ways. When we feel guilty, we need to learn that it's okay to make mistakes. When we feel ashamed, we need to learn that it's okay to be who we are. No matter what, forgiveness of self is the first step. And a lot of my clients don't like the idea of forgiving themselves for their mistakes. It's as if they're letting themselves off the hook. But what's the alternative to self-forgiveness? It's self-judgment. And that's what lowers their self-esteem in the first place and drives them to therapy. Because that, that judgment towards themselves, it creates even more shame. And the more shame that someone feels about their past, the more that their self-esteem is then lowered even further. And the less likely it is that they feel motivated to change. So, yes, it is okay to let yourself off the hook. Because you've probably suffered enough. You've paid your price. Just because you can't change the past doesn't mean you can't change the future. Someone said to me once that they were still feeling guilty over a fling they had 30 years ago. A brief affair that lasted just a couple of weeks. 30 years later, they're still letting their partner walk all over them because they didn't feel that they deserved forgiveness. And their partner didn't even know about the affair. Their partner wasn't punishing them for 30 years. They were punishing themselves. And so in the therapy room, I googled um, sentences for criminal offences. Do you know what, came, what it came up with for 30 years as a maximum? So as a, they probably only serve half of that sort of sentence anyway, but do you know what was listed for 30 years? Genocide. Crimes against humanity. War crimes. The law states that after 30 years, you have served your time and you are free. Even causing or allowing the death of a child or vulnerable adult through the Domestic Violence Act as a maximum of only 14 years. It was my wedding anniversary last week. Me and my wife have been married for 15 years. And there's this old joke, isn't there? Oh, I get less for murder when you've been married as long as I have. It's probably true. Someone sentenced to life 
will almost always be eligible for parole at some point after 15 years. So do we really deserve to be beating ourselves up for nicking a packet of Panini football stickers from the newsagent when we were 14? What's worth bearing in mind is that guilt comes from a good place. Guilt can only exist in places that you care, otherwise there'd be a sense of indifference to what you did. You wouldn't care about any hurt you caused someone. There's a big difference between judging yourself for the mistake that you made and acknowledging the action as a mistake and judging the behaviour. Like we do with children, as best we can anyway, they're learning to be a human being. And yeah, maybe they trip some other kid over in the park or in the garden or something and you've got to come over all super nanny and say, that was a naughty thing you did, that is unacceptable behaviour. It's the behaviour that we judge, not the child, at least it should be. By recognising that you're a good person, but just made a mistake, there can be a better understanding as to why what happened, happened. So that when you say to yourself, what was I thinking? You can come up with a decent answer, because the answer is so often, I did what I thought felt right at the time. It's only with hindsight that we can see that there might be better ways of dealing with things. Providing, of course, that you actually have made a mistake and hurt someone, that is. Because sometimes people feel guilty when they've actually done nothing wrong. They're full of anxiety about being judged by others, that they're constantly on the lookout for reasons why other people might not like or respect them. Which makes them feel guilty over the simplest and most ridiculous of things. Just be careful that that's not you, because it's not unusual for people to want their friends to feel guilty. If someone can make you feel bad about yourself, it prevents them from feeling guilty over judging you or taking advantage of you. It's in their interests that you feel guilty. That way they can ask you to help them cut down a stack of trees in their back garden or babysit or buy the kids expensive birthday presents. So maybe you have nothing to feel guilty about. But chances are you you do in some way. You can't go through life never hurting another person. We've all hurt someone. I've hurt plenty. I've probably hurt my wife, my son, my parents. I've ignored friends. I've been rude to strangers. I've taken advantage of friends out of laziness and I'll probably do all those things again at some point. That's life. But if we torment ourselves over it and allow it to lower our self-esteem, then we can't learn from it. Forgiving yourself doesn't let go of any responsibility. We still need to own what we did. But treating yourself fairly, despite being responsible for someone else's pain, means that we can deal with it with more clarity. We can see the bigger picture and see either that actually you did nothing wrong or it helps you to make amends in some way. Look at it this way. Would you take away your mistakes if you had a choice? Think about it. There's a big red button in front of you. And if you push it, it removes from your life every bad decision, every mistake, every time you hurt someone. It deletes it from from history, from memory. It deletes it from existence. Would you push it? Yes? Okay. Well, imagine that this button does something else. Instead of removing mistakes, what it does is take away every lesson learned from life's experiences. It takes away all the wisdom gained from living a life with mistakes in it. So you can trundle along with the rest of your life, ready to make those same mistakes again, because you learned nothing. Would you take away the lessons learned from your past? No. But you can't have both. You can't have the lessons without the experiences. 
What moves us forward is that we can be okay with ourselves for making those mistakes. Maybe with a better understanding of where they've come from. Maybe you're a sadist. Maybe you really enjoy controlling others and bullying colleagues. Maybe you'd kick a dog when no one's looking, just because you can. Just to feel in control and show that dog who's boss. Does that make you evil? Should you feel, should you feel guilty over being that sort of person? Well, maybe you hate yourself and you don't know any other way of feeling good without making someone else feel bad. Maybe you were abused as a child, left in the garden shed overnight because your parents wanted to have a party and they didn't want you around. Maybe in your formative years, you had no control over your life and your parents taught you how to hate other people. And it's only now as an adult that you're beginning to challenge those foundations to your personality and become a better person. Should you feel guilty over being taught to hate? Taught to be a victim and taught to abuse? If we can gain a clear understanding of some of our issues, even the most cruel of behaviours can be explained. Maybe not excused, but at least explained, which can help you move on. And if not repair what you did, at least ensure that it doesn't happen again. Okay, pod fans. Another episode done for the day. Again, if you'd like to keep in touch, you are, of course, very, very welcome. If you use social media, please connect with me. You'll see my cheesy face on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. There are links on the website to my pages. If you go to my website, richardnichols.net or motivateyourself.co.uk, as it redirects to for the time being, top right-hand corner, you'll see the logos, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Click that and follow me. The more, the more people that follow me, the more reasons I have to do what I do, because I get a better understanding of who you are, and also that enough people are actually listening, because there are so many ways of listening to podcasts now that just looking at where I am in the iTunes chart isn't enough. That's where I used to look to see how many people are listening, and, and yeah, I still I go quite high. I'm often in, in the top 10 in the UK, but there's more ways of listening. There's also CastBox and Player FM. So I don't really know how many people are listening because it's spread all over the world. So please do connect with me on social media if you use it and feel free to ask questions, post comments, keep me in the loop with how you're doing and challenge me and disagree with me. Disagree with what I say on these episodes if you like. I want as many viewpoints and perspectives as possible. So I shall leave you for now and we will do it all again next time. Have a wonderful month and I'll, uh, I'll see you in July. Enjoy what's left of the spring. Mm, is it spring? Uh, it's, it's, today's, it's been raining, it's been stormy, it's been, it's been ridiculous. We had floods in Birmingham last week, it's absolutely insane. So I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's summer. I'm gonna, either way, I'll see you in July. Have a good month. Take care, folks. Bye.